Good morning, New Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church, a place where love abides, where our pastors, Dantel Halls. Uh, this is Deacon McMillian with the Sunday School lesson. This morning is lesson number seven. The title is Jesus, the Bread of Life. Our scripture lesson text, this is Reverend Riley, and assisting Deacon McMillian, is found in John chapter 6, verses 25 to 40. I'll read from verse 25. And when they had found on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when cameth thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me, not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the le- of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perish, but for thy meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him have God the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou them, that we may see and believe thee? What doest thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said of they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And verse 35 says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you that you also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me, to me I will not in no wise cast out. I'm sorry. I'll read that again. And all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but to will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will, which have sent me, that of all which he have given me, I shall lose nothing. I shall lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth, seeth the, the Son and believeth not on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come once again into your presence. We ask, Lord God, that you open up our eyes into the wisdom and the truth of the understanding of your word, and may this Sunday school lesson will be a beacon in light to those that are lost, but most importantly for those that are saved will be an encouragement to continue on and to follow, to convict and convert and convince those. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Introduction. Someone recently posted on social media that bread is like the sun. It rises in the yeast and it sets in the waste. Bread is said to be the most widely eaten food in the world and has been a staple all the way back to ancient days. 
that apparently is extensive evidence of bread making it in ancient Egypt. For example, the reed of a baker in the record of Joseph, so we know this profession extends back thousands of years. Several years ago, an elderly gentleman was discussing his experience as a guest in someone's home for dinner. His main comment was an exasperated complaint. They didn't even have any bread on the table. Apparently, in his mind, no meal was complete without bread. Even the poorest of hosts ought never to have guests over without offering bread at the meal. While bread might not seem quite so essential to many of us, it tends to be a staple in many cuisines. Scripture is replete with instances of eating bread, not the least of which was Jesus feeding a large crowd with it on two separate occasions. And we want to lift up and highlight today in the scripture lesson text, John 6, 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. And the reason why I want to highlight this, this verse, it says that if, if you eat Jesus, Jesus said, he is the bread of life. If you come to him, you'll never be hungry again, and you'll never thirst again. So the question is, well, can we eat Jesus? And then the next question is, well, why do I still get hungry? Why do I still get thirsty? So we have to look at the rice aspect of this. Is this talking about in the natural, or is this talking about in the spiritual, or is this talking about both? This is an important question. We aim to satisfy the answer. Amen. In John chapter 6, verses 47, it says, Truly, truly, I say unto you, who believes has eternal life? Who believes have eternal life? So it's obviously he's not talking about physical food, although we can see the comparison between the natural food and the spiritual food. In verse 48, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Your father ate the manna in the wilderness, and they did, and they died. So it's not the natural food in which the children of Israel ate in the wilderness that sustained them. But in verse 50, it says, This is the bread which cometh down out of heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that anyone eats of this bread. He shall live forever, and the bread also which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. In verse 52, the Jews were confused about whether or not Jesus was talking from the physical or from the um, spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so the Jews says in verse 52, therefore began to argue with one another, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? All right, let's take a look at some scriptures that we have down. If you would be so kind, Deacon McMillian, to turn to Jeremiah chapter 15, 16, and read that for us. All right, Jeremiah 15 and 16. It reads as thus, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God. Of hope. In John chapter 1, 1 through 4, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. 
All things came into being by him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. And verse 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. But I like Jeremiah 15, 16, which is our school um, life scripture that they gave us when we went to Man of Bible Institute, get it? Man of Bible Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, that that scripture is the, is that when you eat of the word, when you take part of God's word, which is Jesus Christ, um, the word became flesh. When you take part of it, um, when you abide into it, when you um, when you fellowship with it, when you spend quality time in it, that word in which we consume, whether it be reading or digesting and meditating upon it is the transformation of our physical body into a spiritual body so that when we eat it inside, it becomes the joy of our salvation and also is a transformation of our physical into a spiritual. And also in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, if you go to verse number uh, verse number 23 to 31, but I'm not going to read all of that. I'm just going to read verse 24. It says, And when he had given thanks, he break it and take it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup, and when he said, Sup, saying, This is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. This, de- this do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. This question was posed towards Emmanuel and uh, my wife, and also the Deacon McMillian. And um, when I asked my son, um, can we eat Jesus? And Emmanuel looked at me just like Deacon McMillian, and my wife looked at me like a deer caught in headlights. They paused for a moment, and then they remembered. They remembered. Get it? They remembered. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul is writing this, um, to uh, for us to remember what he did for our sins. And so by as a church, we are it's a mandate for us to um, 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 take part in two ordinances. Baptism is one of them. The second one is the communion, the communion service. So in every first Sunday of the month, we take part of Jesus Christ because of what he done in the fellowship of our suffering. The bread represents his body. The blood represents the New Testament, but it also represents the fellowship. But the blood was also part of the wine, which was the wine was part of the joy in which we have. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. He gave us the answers right here in the word. If we would just read his word. Amen. Amen. Let me just give you a little portion of the text. Um, Seek the bread of life. Seek the bread of life. The crowd then asked Jesus to perform a miracle to prove to them that he is the one whom God has sent. They seemed focused on obtaining another free meal, citing Moses' miraculous provision of manner from Exodus 16, 4 through 15. Jesus responds to this in this ingenuous request is the main emphasis of our lesson. Jesus 
at this point used a very powerful metaphor in John 6, 32. Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. In offering this metaphor, the Lord skillfully points out that the miracle the crowd referred to was originally intended to point them to God, not to Moses. Now think about it. Those that are surrounding Jesus at this time needed proof that it was that he was who he said he was. And what Jesus is um, communicating to his, his disciples as well as those, the multitude around him, was the simple fact is that he came down to give them life. Life more than just the physical, but more of the spiritual. Even though we eat our natural foods, it does not sustain our lives. As a matter of fact, I think there's certain foods that we do eat too much of that will destroy <laughs> our lives. But it's our spiritual life in which we take part of that will give us eternal life. I'm going to read a couple of these practical points for you. Number one said, God knows when we are truly seeking him and when we have an ulterior motive. Bottom line is, you can fool some of the people some of the time. You can't fool God none of the time. Mm -hmm. He knows your heart. Number two, our focus must be on the eternal things in life, not the temporal. Hey, this is it. Everything that is here that you see is going to burn. Don't put everything into natural things like houses and cars. And it's all temporal. Eternal life is definitely more important. Number three, we can do nothing to earn God's favor. Rather, we receive it through Jesus Christ. If you haven't already RSVP, do so immediately. <laughs> Number four, God's spiritual gift of Jesus Christ is greater than any physical blessing we can receive. That's a fact. Jesus is the answer. People want to know the answer for the world today? It's still Jesus. Number five, our greatest spiritual need can be met only by Jesus Christ, for only he can save us. No good work, no good word, no good deed can save us. Giving all your money to the poor can't save us. Only Jesus. And number six, when we turn to Jesus for salvation, we are kept for eternity. And how long is eternity? It's for all time. Thank you, Lord. In our book's question number three, Reverend Raleigh says, what contrast did he make with their desire for physical bread? Well, first and foremost, um, both of them are necessary. Um, one of them is necessary to live physically, and the other one is necessary for us to live eternally, or what we call spiritually. Um Understand this, that um, when we say it's necessary, um, it's needed. And so as the author, um, John, who records this, um, picks up the necessary um, substance um, that, got, that Jesus is using between the two. So I don't want to belabor the point too long. And another thing I like to add is... is Sometimes we seem to desire the natural food more than we do the spiritual food, Amen. you know. But I always liken it to uh, if you feed the natural man more than you do the spiritual man, 
that natural man gonna be absolutely stronger. Mm -hmm. So you ought to feed them both alike. If you eat a lot of natural food, mm -hmm. you need to eat a lot of spiritual food. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even that thing out, because the spiritual man is really the one that's gonna take you into eternity. Mm -hmm. so this old flesh is going back to the dust. Amen.